This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. for the word this morning. I am excited and believe that God's given me something. Um, I believe the Lord has something for you this morning, for every single person that's here. And so I've titled today's message, Get in the Game. Can somebody say, Get in the Game? Um, okay, so the past several weeks, Pastor Rob has been like, okay, what's our vision? Look in your notes, and you can say it with me. Are you ready? <laughs> to make, grow, equip followers of Christ to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. And then we believe that there are three pillars to making that happen. Number one, community. Number two, discipleship. And number three, man, you guys are brilliant. Great job tonight, today. All right. Um, and so I want to talk about that for a moment. Um, you know, I titled today's message, Get in the Game. Do we have any sports people here? Okay, so maybe half of you actually get that. Okay, those of you that aren't like into sports, do you like the arts? Some of you, yeah, usually it's kind of like an either or. Um, when we look at a sports team, we see many things, right? We see that there's many parts to play to be a part of a team, right? We've got the owners. We've got the managers, we've got the coaches, we've got the trainers, we've got the athletes. You guys kind of get the idea what I'm going here. Is it takes a lot of people to have a good, healthy, and productive team. It takes a lot of people coming together to be a good team, right? <laughs> and we want to be a good team, right? Who, I mean, does anybody ever like say, I want to be on the losing team? No, I mean, I've never heard anybody say that. Like, you want to know who the winning team is, and you want to be on that team. Um, and I want to reference 1 Corinthians chapter 12 right here. Um, how many of you guys remember um, in the Bible where it talks about one body and many parts? Anybody remember that? Um, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but it comes in chapter 12. Um, and I am going to read verses 19 and 20. And right here it says, A diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part— there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning, guys, is that um, we need everybody, right? For the body of Christ to be who God has called them to be, it's not about one person. It's not about a man. It's not about a pastor. It's not about a worship leader. It's not about a small group. It's not about a person cleaning the building. It's about everybody coming together to use their gifts and talents that God has given them. And so today it's called Get in the Game. And so you're like, maybe you're asking, well, how do I get in the game? Well, I'm going to give you the game plan. Are you ready? So the first thing that you have to do to get into the game and actually play is what? Join the team. All right. So uh, you got to join the team. And um, as we go into the message here, I just want to remind you that there are service um, notes inside Actually, there's a sheet of notes inside your service guide that you can feel free to fill in the blanks. Or um, we also have it on version, and you can follow it on your little app on your phone and such. But just encourage you guys to engage with that. So number one is join the team. And so, um, guys, God didn't intend us as believers to just be spectators. He didn't expect us to be like, oh, that's their job. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to watch, <laughs> criticize, critique, judge cheer, <laughs> let's get the other side, encourage, right? He really wants all of us 
to be a part of the game. And so I want to talk about that for a moment. What does that look like here at Harvest? Well, obviously, first um, is you got to join the body of Christ, right? And so if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, we're going to give you guys an opportunity for that at the end of the service. But what does that look like here at Harvest is... um, Here at Harvest, that means, you know what, I'm going to join the team. And the way that you join the team here at Harvest is by actually um, going to our Class 101 Discovering Church membership. Does anybody by chance know when we're offering that? Man, you were listening to the announcements. Great job. So actually, next Sunday, uh, we are going to be offering Class 101 Discovering Church Membership at 845. And so I just encourage you, you know, maybe you've been here, you've been a part of Harvest for a while, um, or maybe you've just come once or twice and you felt like the Lord said, this is the place I want you to get connected. I encourage you, be here next Sunday morning at 845 so that you can join the team, all right? Now... How many of you guys know that there's a cost to joining a team? Let's go back to sports for a moment, all right? Um, Unfortunately, my son Aaron's not with us today. Um, He is home, not feeling the grandest. Um, But it would be the day I talk about him, right? He's not here. And so um, many of you guys know that Aaron loves to play baseball. Anybody know that Aaron loves to play baseball? His life next to Jesus is about baseball, all right? Lives, breathes, eats baseball. And so for years, he had asked Rob and I, can I be on a competitive team? Can I be on a competitive team? Can I join a competitive team? And we're always like, no, that costs a lot of money. No, that takes weekends. No, we just don't feel like it's the right time. Well, the Lord kind of changed that in us back here in the fall. And we're like, you know, he's about to be 16. He's about to drive. We just kind of had a piece about giving him that opportunity to join a competitive team. And so here's the deal. When he joined that team, there was quite a few expenses. Let's just start with the financial ones first, all right? So financially, um, there was a monthly commitment because they have an indoor practicing facility. So monthly, I'm paying dues for him to practice. Um, Okay, he joined the team. He didn't have the uniform yet. So there went... I mean, it's probably like 150 bucks. I might be exaggerating or not, but had to get the hat and the jersey and the pants and the cleats and the sweatshirt and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he had to travel because not all the games were local. And so then it's like, okay, well, gas money and hotel stays. And um, okay, so there was a cost, a financial cost, right? Kind of required something of us a little bit. And then what about the next thing? Time. You know, when you make a commitment to a team, it takes time. They were practicing three or four times a week in the evenings. Um, Weekends, some Saturdays and Sundays, he would be there all day and all night. It required a lot of time. And then what about physically? What did it take of him physically? Physically, he had to practice on his own to hone in on his skills, but then he also had to practice with the team. Um, I don't know if you guys have known, but in the past several months, he's bulked up a little bit. Part of that's age. Part of that's on purpose, trying to bulk up. And so that's going to the weight room and lifting weights on his own to build up so that he could be a part of that team. How he knows that a lot of times he'd come in, he'd be like, I'm so tired. But then he'd get up and repeat it the next day. Now, we're not just talking about baseball. Have you guys know that there is, just like with a sports team, there's a cost when you join the body of Christ. There's a cost when you say, 
I want to be a part of that church family. So what does that look like? Financially. When you say, okay, I'm committed, that means I'm committing to give my tithes. It also means sometimes giving offerings. Sometimes there's a special need that arises, and so you give financially to help meet that need. What about time? When you join the team, obviously we've got our Sunday morning services that you guys are at right now, um, but then there's special services like tonight, night of worship. When you're part of the team, you've got to be there. Occasionally you can miss, and the coach might dismiss it for a special occasion, but not a consistent all the time. So there's special events. Next, actually, guys, I don't know if you guys know this yet, but in March, we've got a healing conference that's taking place, and Velda is going to be coming back and ministering again. Have you know that's going to take some time to be here on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night. They're going to do a special training on Saturday. How do you know with time that sometimes you begin to serve? Have you guys know that serving, what's it take? Time. Sometimes you've got to be at church a little bit earlier. Sometimes you got to stay a little later. Sometimes you got to prepare a lesson to teach our kids or our youth or our adults. What about physically? We've talked about finances. We've talked about time. Physically. How do you guys know that when you join the team, you have to practice and develop your own first? And how do we do that? By reading the word, by praying, worshiping. I love today when we had prayer this morning, something that our elder Zach got. He said, the fire has to start within me, and then I'm able to share it with others. And so, guys, you've got to make sure that you're where you're supposed to be with your walk with the, your walk with the Lord. You've got to be in the Word. You've got to be praying. But then also, you come together with your team and work together in studying the Word, in worshiping. And, guys, this one might hurt a little bit, but, you know, sometimes... You even miss family events and fun events for the team. There's been times where Aaron had a game and we had something going on. <laughs> We're like, have fun. We're going. <laughs> Sometimes you miss some fun things, some opportunities, because you're committed to the team. So how do you get in the game? Number one is what? Join the team. All right. And so maybe this morning, some of you guys here, the Lord's just saying, you know what? It's time for you to join the team. And if that's you, I just invite you. We would love to have you as part of this team here at Harvest. We would love for you guys to come next Sunday at 845. You know, but a lot of you here are like, okay, I've already joined the team. Can you please get to the next point? Um, <laughs> and so here's my next point. Once you join the team, you got to practice with the team. Has anybody ever been part of an athletic team before? Okay, who loves running those sprints? <laughs> who loves? Okay, it can be painful sometimes, right? Um, actually, what I'd like to do right now is I would like for our um, community group leaders to come up. And um, so if you're leading a group this semester, if you'll come up and just line up. And um, Rob, do you have the microphone? Um, you can do the, yeah, on the floor is fine. Um, so just line up here facing that direction. And um, as they're doing that, so point number two is we got to practice with the team. Um, and when you practice with the team, you get to know your teammates, you get to know your coaches. And, um, and so what I want to do right now is um, this is a group of people. 
It's like afraid to stand in the middle. Okay, so this is a group of people here at Harvest that have committed to join the team by leading a community group this semester. And so I'm going to ask, I have given each one of them a maximum of one minute. Let's make it more like 30 seconds because I've got a lot more words to say, okay? So um, if you guys, inside your service guide, there's actually a sheet. And um, in that sheet is all their information. So if they're talking and you miss something, you can see it in that sheet. Or maybe as they're talking, you're like, I'm kind of interested in that. You can put a little star next to that one. But we're going to quickly, did everybody get that part? Introduce what's happening. No, you got to introduce first. I'm Mike. Uh, I'm going to be doing the men's group again. Is it on? I don't know. Is it? No. Let's try that again. Okay. Now? Yeah. Okay. I'm Mike. I'm going to be doing the men's group again. We're going to be doing the uh, story. We're going to take a look at uh, how God has uh, focused on the men and, uh, and prepared us to be disciples. The first, uh, the first uh, men's, men, our men's group was the Sermon on the Mount. And he told us to go out and be uh, salt and light of the earth. And that's our discipleship. So we're going we're con to concentrate on how to make men disciples and answer the hard questions of today as we go through the story. All right. And when do y'all meet? On Mondays at 6 o'clock will be fellowship, and then uh, we'll start the group at All 7. All right. Mondays night, 6 o'clock with fellowship, and then after that they get into the Word. Good morning. So our group, uh, Anna's not here this morning, but Anna Lanier and I, we um, were leaders of Talco Thursday, and it's a women's only group. Um, no kids allowed. Um, the only children that we have are uh, babies that are uh, still nursing. Um, we meet on, we're going to do the second Thursday of every month, and we meet about 5.45, 6 o'clock. If you run late, it's okay. We don't mind sitting and talking. So um, it's just a fun group, and we visit and fellowship in Christian love, and we share and pray together and things like that. So if you hadn't signed up, please do. Hi, I'm Kim Guyton, and uh, Laura Zapala and I are leading the Harvest Women's Group. We meet on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. Um, we are doing the story. You will need this um, study guide. And I have it back there at the back. Uh, it's the story getting to the heart of God's story. So we're digging in a little bit deeper. Oh, I'll let you say that part. Next part. Our group is also a no children group. We do not have anyone for child care. So we just want you to be aware of that. And we do bring food. And we have food and fellowship before we get into the word. Hello, uh, Michael Guyton. And we're... Hey, baby. <laughs> I'm part of the ministry, school ministry, and we meet on Tuesdays at seven, from seven to nine. And uh, class have already started, but if you're willing to put in some time and just come and monitor the class, you're welcome to. And once again, we meet on Tuesday from seven to nine back in the fellowship hall. Hello, uh, my name's Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> Ellen and I are uh, doing the small group at, at our home on Sundays, uh, Sunday uh, afternoons at 2.30. Angie, which Sundays did I say? Second and fourth. Second and fourth. And um, we're calling it Healing and, and Miracle Group. 
And the, the reason, I think everybody understands the healing, but the, the miracle part is uh, the Lord uh, spoke to me during our prayer and fasting to re release his creative power. And um, I've had many dreams about body parts growing that weren't there. So um, there are people who need healing but there's people who have damaged body parts and need new body parts. And so they need the miracle. So we're believing, releasing our faith. So if that fits you or you're interested in ministering healing, uh, come. And uh, th there is no curriculum. I'm going to do what the Lord just shares to, to give. Amen. I'm the uh, almost self-appointed spokesperson for the group. <laughs> I'm Marilyn Griganti, my husband Mike, and Loretta, and Ken is in the hospital. Hey, Ken, if you're watching. We're doing a group, we did it last semester, Better Together 50 and Older. We're meeting twice a month. We begin at 1230, and we'll probably end about 3 o'clock. It's at 9092 Superior Drive in Olive Branch. We will always have good food. Uh, Loretta and myself will do the main dishes, and most of the people are just asked, bring some food for us to share. We're going to do the story devotion, and that's just, and it's very short, and everybody who came last semester knows we're not long. We're going to, it's going to prompt conversation so that we, since we're all on the same page anyway, it's going to give us something to talk about, and we'll be able to share what the Lord's given us during the week. We start a week from today, 1230. See you there. Hi, I'm Chris Bounds, and this is Loretta again, and we, we lead the uh, Women in the Word community group. We meet on Tuesday nights at my house in Olive Branch at 7 p.m. We have no child care, but nursing babies are welcome. And this semester, we are doing Amazing Grace and God Is by Pastor Robert Morris, and I hope you will come. I'm Terry Rowell, and I'm standing in for Joe Rook today. Uh, she couldn't be here, and she heads up the healing school which meets, it will be meeting from February 4th through March the 3rd, that's five weeks, at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. here at the church in the prayer room. And she will be teaching on principles of godly ministry with signs following. So there will be some ministry time after that. I wanted to say a few words about the importance of knowing how to minister healing to this world out here who which we all know is very sick <laughs> there's a lot of sick people out here but listen in mark 16 these are the last words that jesus said on this earth before he ascended into heaven and he starts out by saying go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and then he says to baptize him and then he says and these signs shall follow those that believe in my name they shall and he doesn't say they might, they may, if you feel like it, if you feel led, uh, only the leaders in the healing ministry. This is for all believers. And he names the signs, and the very last words, his very last words before he ascends into heaven are, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Okay, so, you know, that, the reason that's in there is because it is part of preaching the gospel. I'm sorry, I had this planned already. It's part of preaching the gospel is laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. Because when you pray for somebody sick and God heals them, 
Next thing you know, they're going to be calling you saying, I went to the doctor. I ain't got that no more. Tell me more about Jesus. What church do you go to? I need to get my life right. It's one of the best ways to open the door to preach the gospel. <laughs> so so it's very important. If you want to beef that part of your ministry up, come to the healing school. Thank you, Okay, I'm Madison. I need to come up here um, next. Uh, leading the young adults group, so 18 to 25. So we're going to eat food. We'll go over the story and, you know, dig into the word, discuss, like, you know, how our walks with Christ are going, and then um, just play games and hang out. So, and then we have monthly events. So, yeah, Wednesday's 630. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Haley. This is Andrew. We do the early marriage group. It's for married couples married less than 10 years. Um, we meet on Fridays at 7 o'clock. We do have dinner at 630, and it's at our house. All right. I'm Jerry Branch. This is Robert Montgomery, and we will be teaching uh, Freedom and Victory Community Group. Uh, it's based on Neil Anderson's book, Victory Over Darkness and the Bondage Breaker, and uh, just really excited about it. It's going to be for all ages from sixth grade and up, and child care is provided. Uh, it's going to be every Sunday afternoon from 4.30 to 6 at the church. And uh, we are really excited about what God's doing. We're going to be teaching on our identity in Christ, uh, the authority that Jesus has given us as believers, and uh, steps to freedom in Christ. So, thank you. And that group starts not this coming Sunday, but the next one, February 9th. And so you got plenty of time at 430 to go to Pastor Bob's group, then come to this one after that, right? <laughs> right, June? All right. So, April and I are doing uh, evangelism. Equipping and outreach, equipping and outreach, all right? We're not just going to equip you to share the gospel. We're actually going to go out and do some outreach ministries as well. Um, that actually starts uh, this coming Saturday. We're meeting up here at the church at 6 p.m. on Saturdays. Free child care, so you can't use your children as an excuse, right? For sixth grades and up. So 12 years old up, bring them. I'll teach them how to share the gospel at school. And uh, we'll see revival spread through Olive Branch, through Lewisburg, through wherever, because the kids will be fired up for it, I promise you. My uh, Philip, I've already went through some of it with him, <laughs> and he's already telling people about Jesus. Titus does it at the high school, so bring them on. Let's see what God does through them. Hello, I'm Becca. My husband, Christian, and I are the youth pastors here, and so we do the youth small group. Um, we're going to be meeting Wednesday nights from 6.30 to 8.30. We're actually going to meet here at the church back in the uh, fellowship area. Um, we have food, games, snacks, hangout, and um, we have a really good time. And we're actually going to be starting this Wednesday. I know our students are very excited to get back to meeting. So we will see you then. Hi, I'm Nidia Teague. And, uh, last year I did, uh, we did uh, Women Fit for Harvest in I'm going to be doing it this year again. And is anybody over 18 up to 100, you know, if you feel like walking and having fun with, with others, then you're more than welcome to come and have fun. It's going to be at my house, and it's going to be at 6 p.m. All right. You guys give all them a hand. All right, guys. So what's, what was point number one? Join the team. Number two is what? 
practice with the team, right? And so you just saw right here, um, I don't know how many that is, but a bunch of different community groups available here at Harvest, um, anywhere from teenagers up to, um, I think the better together, they call themselves 50 plusers, 50 and older. So we've got something for all ages. And, um, and so guys, I encourage you, you know, maybe you've never been a part of a community group. Maybe, maybe you've never been a part of a small group that gets together. And I just encourage you to do that. Um, now, let me just say, I have to be real with myself sometimes. And I know us advertising it this way, not every single person in this room is going to be like, yes, I can't wait to go to a home and be with a bunch of people I don't know and live life, right? And so I've got an answer for you. If maybe that is your thought, um, sometimes we got to take baby steps. And so what would a baby step look like for you? A baby step for you might be coming on a Sunday morning to Sunday school and just um, intentionally being around some people of Harvest. Um, it might be coming on Tuesday nights to ministry school. You know, it's not in a home. It's here at the church um, from 7 to 9 and coming and getting to know some other people um, here at Harvest. Um, it might be you just saying, you know, I've always come on Sundays, but I've never come to anything else that Harvest offers. So this year, I'm going to commit to come to any special services or conferences they have. You know, whatever that may look like for you, we got to start somewhere, right? And so I encourage you guys, you know, start some with how can I get connected? If God has called you to Church of the Harvest, he has not called you to just be here on a Sunday morning. He has called you to get to know this body and even those that are watching online. And so, um, encourage you guys, you know, plan on being a part of a community group. Find a way to get connected and to practice with your team. Um, how do you guys know that getting together with your teammates makes you stronger? You know, when you're doing it alone, it can be very challenging. Um, kind of makes me think of, um, I'm going to call Chrissy out this morning. So Chrissy and I go to Jane's gym, and so Friday morning I get this text, are you doing one class or two classes today? Which one are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing both. And she's like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. So the example is, is that once you get to know somebody, you begin to develop that accountability. And so we both conquered a workout because of relationship, right? Because of saying, hey, I got you, you know? And afterwards, she's like, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad I showed up and I did this. And so it's important and we get stronger. So a couple things that takes place when we practice with the team. Number one is you're going to develop friendship, Right? When friendship, I know fellowship's kind of a churchy word, um, but when you get together, you get to know your teammates. How about the good and the bad? I'm telling you, when you go, you're going to see some bad, so just get ready for it because we're all human and none of us are perfect, right? So you get to develop friendships with one another by practicing with the team. And in the verse right here, 1 John 1, 3, and this is in the Passion Translation. It says, so we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life giver so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly, our friendship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus, the Anointed One. And so the Lord wants us to have fellowship with one another. Um, next thing, practicing with the team brings accountability. Does anybody like accountability? Does it depend on what it is? <laughs> Depends on what it is, right? But guys, to really grow um, and become stronger, we've got to have accountability. And I love right here, um, we're going to read in Exodus chapter 18. And um, this is actually Moses' father-in-law talking to him. And he says to him, he said, what you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will become tired and weak. 
For the work is too much for you, and you cannot do it alone. You know, when you begin to do community with other people, they see the big picture. And sometimes they can speak to that big picture and be like, you know, the way you're doing this, just like, mm mm, you need to try another way. And so you open up yourself because that helps you, that helps you to grow. you know, I know just in the past couple of weeks, um, I had a member of the church that, you know, messaged me, and um, they're like, man, I mean, something big happened in their life. They're like, man, I'm really struggling, and I really just feel like I'm kind of, instead of going to the Lord through this trial, I kind of feel myself drifting away. What do you recommend I do? I mean, that's pretty much what she said. I was like, girl, get in. I said, first of all, I would say put praise and worship music on as much as you can and intentionally try to seek him out when you're able. I said, because he is your strength and he is your source. And, um, and what's so cool is several days later, she's like, thank you so much for suggesting having praise and worship music going on in the background. She goes, my mind, you know, things were getting quiet and I was going to a poor place. And she's like, that focusing on the Lord during that time helped me so much. And so guys, community, you develop relationship, you can give accountability, you can give the word of God, you can help one another. Um, you guys probably, most of you know this verse, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Um, if you don't have a friend like that, you need to find one. ask the Lord, Lord, who could that be that could help stretch me and help grow me, help hold me accountable? Hebrews 3.13, it says right here, it says, you must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. And um, I kind of said this a while ago, but a lot of times a friend can maybe see something that you don't see in yourself. And um, and if you're open (laughs) to hear what they say, have to say, it can bring victory in your life. It can bring healing, and it can help you overcome where you're at in a hard situation. Um, Another thing that you get by practicing with the team is um, almost all of our community groups um, study God's Word. How many of you guys know that the Word of God is vital? It's life or death, (laughs) y'all. Let me just shoot it straight. It is life or death. Romans um, 15, verses 1 and 2 right here. It says, We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. And then right here in Hebrews um, 4, 12, it says, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, and it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of the heart. And that's talking about the word of God. And so groups give us that opportunity to be in the word of God, which help mature us as believers. And then the last thing that I want to talk about here is um, with community, um, guys, it gives an opportunity for prayer, prayer support. Have you ever had an opportunity where, like, you just felt you were all alone and there was nobody there? Guys, I have seen firsthand time and time and time again that when people are a part of a community, that they can reach out and say, hey, will you pray with me? Hey, I've got something going on. And then they are there with you. 
Um, right here in James 5.16, it says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, I want to hit something real fast. Um, I think this is in your notes, but how many of you guys know that to be on a team, you need to be what? A team player, right? Um, you must be a team player. There is no I in team. And so for a moment, I want you to go with me here, and we're going to define that I, and we're going to say that that I is actually going to stand for isolation. Can everybody say isolation? All right, so what does isolation mean? Being by yourself, right? Separating. It's the opposite of community. If you are isolated, you are all alone. Um, And a lot of times, isolation can really be our silent enemy, the enemy can really work a lot of times. Um, also, there's a lot of time there's pride in isolation. I don't need anybody. I'm fine all by myself. I've got this. Me and the Lord, we're good. I don't need anybody else. Sometimes isolation makes us believe that we can commit sin and be free of the consequences because nobody knows about it. Where do we see that in the Bible? Good old King David, right? Oh, I can have Bathsheba and have a baby and then get her husband murdered and just keep on going. But what did God do? <laughs> he exposed it, right? With Nathan, 2 Samuel chapter 12. He calls him out on it. And he, quick, he quickly repents. Um, isolation. It convinces us that we are the only one that is wrestling with a particular problem. Nobody can understand what I'm going through. Nobody has experienced what I'm experiencing right now. Guys, that is a lie from the enemy. Period. Period. (laughs) All right? So don't fall into the trap of isolation. Living the Christian life is not a me thing It's a we thing. Yes, you have to work on yourself individually, but also you need the believers walking alongside of you. And so, guys, we talked about community. Another way that we can develop that this year here at Harvest is with what Pastor Rob talked about a while ago with um, eating with the team. You know, back to Aaron for a moment. I know it's like every single tournament we have, when it's over, I wait for this question to be said. Mom. The team is going to McDonald's to eat and hang out. Can we go or fill in the blank, right? So after the team has played hard together, what do they do? They eat. They relax. They hang out together. And so, guys, I just encourage you um, here at Harvest, eat with the team, all right? If that's your immediate family, if that means people that you serve with, whatever that looks like. And, you know, Rob already showed the Facebook. If you wanted to write that down, it's, um, it's Harvest Meals Together. Um, if you want to ask to join that so you can see all the pictures that will be up for that. Um, and let me tell you this, and I love this. This doesn't mean just blood family. Like, I love you three ladies right here. Uh, they labeled themselves uh, the three widow, widows, widowers, the widowers. Um, but, guys, just get with somebody and do life and talk about what God's doing in your life. Um, Rob asked this question earlier. When is the last time you invited someone over for dinner and let's, or, let's say, invited somebody to go out to eat? When is the last time you've just intentionally engaged with getting to know people, practicing with the team? 
And so guys, I just want to encourage you, be with people, be with the church family, be with people that are going to stand with you and don't do the I thing. Don't isolate yourself, but choose to be with people. All right. What was point one? Join. Point two? Practice. And number three right here is it says play your best for the team. And notice here that I have your capitalized. Don't try to play somebody else's position. Play your best with what the Lord has given you. Don't compare yourselves to anybody else. Play your best for the team. And um, the example right here I want to use is Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And um, how many of you guys have ever heard the parable of the three servants? If you're in ministry school, you've heard it a lot in the past month, right? It's like been in the past three lessons. Let me wrap it up real fast. Pretty much somebody, the master's getting ready to go away. He's like, okay, Barbara, I'm giving you five talents, or I'm giving you, giving you five things. Take care of it. Dennis, I'm giving you two. Take care of it. I'm not calling any of you out here, but Laura, you're next. Laura, I'm giving you one. And he goes off. He's entrusted them with something to take care of it. So he comes back, and Barbara's like, oh, guess what? Your five turned into ten. He's like, great job, good and faithful servant. Then, and then it says, I think I, think I highlighted it here. Um, what does it do? Let's celebrate together, Okay. Let's celebrate together. All right? So he's like, good job. Let's celebrate. Let's have a party. Woohoo! Okay? And then he goes to the guy with two. He's like, all right. I took the two and I turned it into four. All right? He's like, good job. Good and faithful servant. Let's go celebrate. All right? Sorry, Laura. And then he comes up to the one and they're like, you know, I know how hard you are. And so I just buried it. And so here you go. And what does the Lord say? He doesn't get good and faithful servant. What does he get? Wicked, lazy, slothful. I mean, he's like, Laura, why didn't you at least put it in the bank and make some interest off of it? And then what's he do? He says, take away what I gave her and go and give it to her. Guys, when you're a part of the team, play your best with what God's given you. Don't try to be a Zach Davis. Don't try to be a Shauna Thomas. Don't try to be a Sue Ann. Be who God has called you to be with the gifts and talents that he's placed on the inside of you. Because we need each one of you fulfilling your purpose, not somebody else's, so that we can be a healthy body that God has called us to be. Another way that we can use those gifts and talents here at Harvest is by joining the dream team. Okay, real quick, anybody want to give a guess on how many teams that makes up here at Harvest? A lot, don't count. Give me a number. 19. So close. Thank you, though, for giving me a number. I counted it this morning. There are 19 ministries within this church. Here you go. Children's ministry, our audio department, our computer department, our video camera, our cleaning team, our finance team, our freedom team, greeters, grounds maintenance, community group leader, worship team, healing team, ministry of helps, ministry school, prayer team, security, special events, ushers, youth ministry. 
And you know what? I believe there's some more in you guys that hadn't yet come to be. That's just the ones that people have been like, God's placed this in my heart, and I'm going to start something. This isn't, ex- this isn't exclusive. Like, it can be added to. More can come because God has placed things on the inside of each one of you. So, guys, here's the deal. We need you. Do not be that person that says, <laughs> I love this. Don't be that person that says, we would have a great team except for my teammates. <laughs> we'd be awesome if we didn't have all them (laughs) and it was just me, (laughs) right? I mean, that doesn't make up a team, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, even though they may be different and they may do things different, embrace it. God's brought him here for a reason. Let's celebrate it. All right, so number one is what? Join the team. Number two, practice with the team. And then number three, Play your best for the team. And so I'm going to conclude here, and it's not going to be a quick conclusion, so don't, like, pack up your bags and get ready to go eat yet, okay? Um, So as you guys know, Pastor Rob has been talking about the story, and I told you guys that, you know, you can pick up the schedule out at the connection desk. But something that he's talked about the past couple weeks is about the upper story, which is whose story? God's story. And then the lower story, which is whose? our story. And so um, I love last week during worship at the very end, the Lord gave me this visual. And so I want you guys to follow with me for a moment. Here's God's upper story when we're talking about community. Okay. Here is what I know. I know that God wants you to be a part of a body of believers. He wants you to have a relationship with other Christians. We see it time and time again in scripture. Just as he created us for relationship with him, he created us for relationship with one another. He wants you to join the team. He wants you involved in community. And he wants you using your gifts and talents to serve. So there's our upper story. That's what God's always trying to work out, right? And so we've got two scenarios. Bear with me for the first one because it's a little bit heavy. The second one gets a little bit better. So follow along. This won't be anybody in here, but scenario one, somebody's story. I have heard this message for a thousand times. You need to be connected. You need to join a community group. To be completely honest, I really don't want to be a part of a community group. I'm doing just fine on my own. What I am doing is okay. I read the Bible. I pray. I go to church on some Sundays. I'm fine. Maybe, I don't know, in six months or so, when things slow down, maybe I'll give it some more thought. Six months later, I went to work today, and it was the worst day in a long time. The company had to let me go to make the budget meet. And then, when I got home, my husband told me that he got a bad report from the doctor. All that tiredness that he has, they're calling cancer. What are we going to do? God, why is this happening? I feel all alone. No one is here to help me. How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? A few months pass. I've got this heavy burden. I'm carrying it all by myself. 
No one in the church even cares. No one has bought me a meal. No one has asked if they can help. God, why did you let this happen? God, why did you do this to me? Scenario one, kind of heavy. Nobody in here is going to choose that. Scenario two. Take two. To be completely honest, I really don't want to be a part of a community group. I don't have the time. My life is busy. I don't really like the people that are leading the groups. I already know what they're teaching on. I've read that book. I don't want anybody in my business. And to be truthful, I've been by hurt by people so many times, I just don't even know if I want to go there again. But I'm going to choose what God's Word says opposed to what my flesh says. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it a try, and I'm going to give it 100%. One year later, after faithfully being involved in a community group, I went to work today. It's the worst day I've had in a long time. When I got there, they let me go because they had to make the budget meet. Then I got home, and my husband said he got a bad report from the doctor. That tiredness he felt was cancer. What are we going to do? One year later, I am so thankful for my church family and for community. They immediately began to pray. They even helped us with our physical needs. They brought us meals. They helped pay bills. They watched the kids when I had to go to endless doctor appointments. Someone had a connection at their job, and I went for the interview, and I got the job, and now I'm making twice as much as what I was previously. And the best news yet, my husband's cancer-free. The initial report of the doctors was inaccurate. A few months later, after seeing doctors, they saw that they had, he had some mineral deficiencies and treated it with supplements, and he's back to himself again. I am so thankful for a loving community to support me in the good times and the bad. I am so thankful that three years ago, I did what God wanted instead of what I wanted. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Guys, God created us for relationship. He does not expect us as believers to live in isolation. He does not want us living this Christian walk by ourselves. He wants us doing life with others. And so... I'm going to ask you guys to close your eyes for a moment. And, you know, our point number one was join the team. But when I started, I made the statement that before joining Team Harvest, you got to join the body of Christ. And so maybe you're in here today and you're like, you know what? I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never repented of my sins. I, I've, I've never given it my all to him. If that's you and you're in this place right now, I just want you to raise up your hand. If you're like, you know what? I want to give my life to the Lord. I want him to have my back. Is there anybody in here? Next question. Maybe you're in here today and you felt a little conviction. 
at all, I want you to slip up your hand a moment. If you felt any conviction, if you felt like the Lord say, you know what, you need to do a little bit different. I see a lot of hands going up. Anybody else? Another one? Anybody else? Guys, there's, this isn't a condemning message. This is a message of hope. You know, maybe that conviction is the Lord saying, it's time for you to join the team. Then right now, commit. I'm going to be here next week. I'm going to go to that class, and I'm going to do what it takes to get in. Maybe you've been a part of the team for the while, a while, and you're like on the team, but you haven't really been practicing with the team. And the Lord's saying, it's time, it's time, to, it's time to get in there. It's time to get connected. It's time to let people get up in your business. It's time to make that next step. Or maybe you've been going to community, but the Lord's like, you know what? It's time for you to lead. It's time for you to use those gifts and talents that I've placed to help other people. I want all of y'all to stand up for a moment, and we're just going to pray. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for Holy Spirit that's just moving in this place this morning. Lord, I thank you for your conviction that you've placed upon our hearts. God, I thank you that as Church of the Harvest, that we walk out what your word says, that we do what your word says, that we don't just hear a message and go on about our business. But God, I pray that every single person right now purposes to respond If it means keep on doing what they're doing, then they'll keep on. If it means to get connected, that they'll get connected. If it means come tonight or worship tonight, that they'll come tonight or worship. God, you define what that looks like. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you speak to each person right now in this exact moment. Lord, even those that are watching online right now, Lord, that you'll speak to them. If all of you that said you were somewhat convicted will just raise up your hands. I'm just going to pray. Lord. I thank you for every single person that's in this place, Father, that was convicted by your word this morning. God, that they'll respond to your love, because that's what conviction is, is it's you saying, I love you. I want better for you. And so, God, I thank you that you're working in this place right now, that you're moving in this place right now in Jesus' name. And, Father, I thank you that every single person that is committed to harvest, Father, plays their part. Because, Lord, it is our desire to be the best team for you so that we don't miss any opportunity. Lord, we thank you that you are working. We thank you that you're moving. God, we thank you that you created us for community, that you created us for accountability, that you created us to be in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.